0: Welcome to this fifth session of the Symposium of Rumi. Rumi himself, in the beginning of his fifth book of Masnavi, not in the beginning, towards the end of the book, he says, as Sihah Masnavi in Panjomast. This is the fifth book of Masnavi. Dar Buruj Charhjian Chon jomast, Which is like stars in the firmament, in the spiritual firmament. And then he says you can drive demons and devils by these stars. Har yeki dar daf adeebe badguman each line of is a star which can drive away the demons of darkness and ignorance. Let me start by a story of uh, Layli and Majnun. You know Layli or Layla is the famous mistress, the Juliet of Persian literature, Hmm. and uh, Majnun, which means madman, or frenzied, uh, is the nickname of the lover whose real name was Qais, what he is called Majnun everywhere, and is a symbol of spiritual and divine love in Persian literature. Once the Caliph of Baghdad, he had heard about the love of Layli and Majnun, so he was interested to know what about what? Who is this lady? Who is this mistress? Then, um, when she came to the court, the Caliph looked at her and said, "Well, are you the one? Are you she who has distracted Majnun?" And has uh, led him has led him astray. Um, you are no better than other fair ones. You are just uh, one of the fair maids. No particular thing I see in you. Are not no superior. Um, she replied that, uh, "Be silent. It's because you are not a lover. It's because you are not Majnun. If you were Majnun, then you would see how much." charming and beautiful I am. And from here, Rumi starts a discussion on love, that love means selflessness. And uh, he says that, thou art sober, thou art selfish, but Majnun is selfless, Mm -hmm. he is a lover. And uh, uh, we could say that uh, the heart of Masnavi I mean and the basic idea behind all these similitudes and metaphors and stories is just one subject and that is love and that love means you are with him not with yourself you are with your beloved you could say uh, if you could if you want to add I-S-M, ism, you could say ba and bi'uism. In Persian literature, uh, everything is good with him. If ba'u and b-u, with him and without him. If it is with him, everything is good. Saadi says, I'm not the one who doesn't know the legal from the illegal. If it is wine with thee, it is okay. If it is water without thee, it is forbidden. So Rumi has several references to this, Ba'u and B'u. In another short story, he says, Once a lover, a beloved, asked his lover, O oh young one, O oh young lover, Uh, you have been everywhere in the world, you have traveled so much. Uh, uh, Which city is best to live in? And he said, "The, the city is best where the mistress is there. Wherever you are, I am happy there. Even if it is down deep in a well, in a ditch. So, the whole story is that with him or without him. Even Omar Khayyam, in his famous cut rain, If I am with thee in the tavern, in the ill-famed house, and I am speaking with thee, then it's, I would prefer it to be in the mosque or the temple and, without, and be without thee. Which Fitzgerald has translated.
1: Yes. Which you compared to Fitzgerald's translation. Translation, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, And a very good translation indeed. Mm -hmm. And so this, uh, um, all the similitudes, metaphors, and stories of Rumi, um, many of them borrowed from the Quran. You know, in the Quran there are about 50 similitudes, Or comparisons or analogies, you could say. And uh, Rumi has given his insightful commentary on almost all these similitudes. One of the most interesting relates is related to this same idea of with him and without him. He says that if uh, you are with him and uh, Read the book of. Uh, yeah. Sorry, if you are without him, if you are without him and read the Bible, read the scripture, read the Quran, it is like a camel. Because you are reading it to your own selfish desires, you are going to get something out of reciting the Quran.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There were many people who recited the Quran just to get money. So they they charged people to recite the Quran. So Rumi says, when you are reciting the Quran to your own purpose, you are not with him. Mm. It is not for his sake. Then you are like a donkey who is carrying books, Mm. carrying Qurans and Bibles. So that's a jumble. Yes. And uh, it carries it just to get straw and uh, barley, Mm -hmm. nothing else. So I think that uh, uh, we can more generalize this idea and say the art which is with him and the art which is without him. The art which is with him has both the message, the idea, as well as a beautiful expression. But when it is not with him, uh, it is just a form, a dead form even if it is beautiful, it's the beauty of the picture. You cannot make love with the picture. He says that in the public hot bus, in Persia, there were often uh, tile works, very beautiful of beautiful ladies and uh, uh, often nude in nude form. And uh, But uh, Rumi says that you would prefer an old lady to all those uh, fairies fair maids which are the picture because she is alive anyway <laughs> so uh, the art which is not alive is without him when it is with him it's giving a good tidings from him uh, the the charm behind all art is his name when you enjoy music it means that he is that uh, he is uh, speaking of God mm. to you, is giving you a message from Him. Mm. So today we have, uh, we are offering some more stories, but uh, in the beginning I have put uh, a prayer, which is most beautiful uh, and we need Yes, uh,
3: O oh God, who art without fear, show favor. Since thou hast bestowed on our ear this discourse as an earring, take hold of our ear and draw us along to the assembly where the joyous revelers drink of thy wine.
0: And Rumi says that uh, it is actually by Nizami, but Rumi has the same idea, that the best ring in one's ear is this, that somebody would take you by the ear, this is the best ring we can wear, and take you to the gathering (laughs) of wine-biggers, of people who are happy. (laughs) For as much
3: as thou hast caused a waft of its perfume to reach us, do not stopple the head of that wineskin, O Lord of the judgment. Whether they are male or female, they are all thy creatures. They drink from thee. O thou whose help is besought, thou art stintless in giving.
0: You see, Rumi says that all people try somehow to get rid of uh, this free will they have. They are tired of deciding about this and that. Mm. So they take refuge in wine, they take refuge in all sorts of occupations and engagements, and sometimes drugs, in order to free themselves from the... Uh, fetters of being. But since this intoxication of them is not with God, they would be sober again. And then they have to suffer again. But the only way, if they get intoxicated with God, then they would be never sober again. Otherwise, God would return them to their sobriety and then they have to suffer again. So the only way to get rid of all the commotions and all the sufferings is to be intoxicated only with God. Mm-hmm. So this is this intoxication is again divided between intoxication with God and without God. Right.
3: O thou by whom the unspoken prayer is answered, who bestowest at every moment a hundred bounties on the heart, thou hast limned some letters of writing, rocks have become soft as wax. For love of them. Thou hast scribed the noon of the eyebrow, the sod of the eye, and the jeem of the ear
0: as a distraction to a hundred minds and understandings. You see, this sod in Persian, uh, as a Persian letter, it's like the eye, sod. See the curves in Persian calligraphy, it is like the eye, and jeem is like the ears. So he says that you are a writer, you are a scribe a calligrapher is calling to God. You are a calligrapher and you, are, you have written such beautiful letters on the table of being, of creation, that even the most hard-hearted people with a heart of a stone, their stone melted into like a wax. Like wax, sorry. By those letters of
3: thine. The intellect is made to weave subtle coils of perplexity. Write on, O accomplished calligrapher. At each moment thou shapest beauteously pictured forms of fantasy suitable to every thought upon the page of non-existence.
0: Non-existence, yes.
3: On the tablet of fantasy thou inscribest wondrous letters, eye and profile and cheek and mole. I am drunken with desire for non-existence not for the existent because the beloved of the world of non-existence is more
0: faithful. Yes, because existence, meaning this limited existence, is not faithful because they change and they return to non-existence. So it's better to be in love with non-existence rather than existence because they are all coming from non-existence. For as much as my elephant has dreamed
3: of Hindustan, Yes, would you please uh, recite sorry. the, um, read the, the... explanation? The explanation, yes. Explaining that what is related here is only the outward form of the story, and that it is a form befitting these hearers who apprehend no more than the external form and suitable to the mirror of their imagination, whereas the real essence of the story is so transcendent that speech is ashamed to reveal it. And from being overcome with confusion... The writer loses head, beard, and pen,
0: and a hint is enough for the wise. al This is an Arabic, hmm. uh, come saying, a proverb. al 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 ishara For
3: as much as my elephant has dreamed of Hindustan, abandon hope of receiving the tax. The village is ruined.
0: Yes. Let me explain that uh, this is. Uh, a passage from a story. I've just brought it here, and I have not brought the story because the story is very long, um, and there is so much uh, commentary on this story that takes several pages. It's one of the most uh, loving stories, and Rumi is so uh, sensitive and expresses so much uh, happiness Mm -hmm. and so much wonder about this story of Ayaz. Ayaz is a servant, is a slave of Sultan Mahmud. Sultan Mahmud is uh, a symbol of God in Persian literature. And Ayaz, his slave, is a symbol of true lover, a real lover. And uh, because of jealousy, other courtiers they often tried to somehow dismiss uh, Ayaz and to do away with him. But every time they were defeated. Once they saw that Ayaz, every now and then, goes to a big box in his own room, surreptitiously and in a hidden way, and uh, he opens it and then he looks into it, but they didn't know what is there in it. They thought that there might be some jewels and some coins, gold coins and things like that. So uh, they told the king that, you see this Ayaz who who claims to be your, to love you, he has collected so much money and jewels and he wants to someone run away with it. Uh, Go and see that he every now and then goes and checks it. So Sultan Mahmud said, well, we will go and see that. So one day, all of a sudden, he called Ayaz and said, what is there in uh, your room, upstairs room? He said, well, it's nothing of much importance. It is just a box. He said, no, we want to open it. Okay, come and open it. Mm -hmm. So when they opened uh, the box, there were some old shoes and rags by which the first time, Uh, Ayaz came to Sultan Mahmud. Mm -hmm. So when first he came, he was dressed in rags Mm -hmm. and some old shoes and torn clothes. And uh, it was only this. And Sultan Mahmud said, well, what is that? Why have you kept this? He said, it's because I want always to remember that what I was and now what I am now. I'm the most beloved by the king and everybody obeys me like a king. Even the king was uh, a lover of uh, Ayaz, but he said, uh, I don't want to forget what I have been. And from here, Rumi refers to a verse in the Quran that, uh, This man, if he is proud, just it's better that he takes a look from what he has been created, what has been before. So. There are so many stories about uh, Ayaz, and uh, Rumi praises Ayaz uh, so lavishly, and suddenly in the midst of one of the stories, he is uh, so intoxicated uh, with the story, he is himself narrating, that he uh, has uh, spoken like this here. Now please. How should
3: poesy and rhyme come to me? after the foundations of sanity are destroyed.
0: He says, I can no longer compose my poetry. I don't know what is rhyme, what is measure, what is rhythm. What can I say more about Ayaz? What great lover he is, you see? He is overwhelmed by the beauty of this story. (laughs) Since I have become mad, the
3: story of Mahmoud and the description of Ayaz are now out of order. It is not merely one madness I have. Amidst the sorrows of love, nay, but madness on madness
0: on madness. Bal, <laughs> <laughs> bal These are Arabic of course jununon fi jununon, mo jununon rawhidon li feshujun. Bal jununon fi jununon. Sorry, bal It is not only one sort of madness, all sorts of madness (laughs) I have. Let me explain um, about this Hindustan and the elephant. Uh, In Persian, when we say his elephant has remembered Hindustan, it means he is is so frenzied and is getting crazy (laughs) again, and he is restless. He he doesn't know what to do. Because uh, elephant, uh, Rumi, the Elephant is a symbol of a person who in this abode of exile remembers where he has been mm. and says, A donkey never dreams of India because he has not come from India. <laughs> but an elephant <laughs> dreams of India. So this expression in Persian comes from there. Right? My body is wasted away by secret indications
3: of the mysteries. Ever since I beheld eternal life in dying to self. Oh, I yours, from love of thee I have become thin as a hair. I am unable to tell thy story. Do thou tell my story? Many a tale of thy love have I recited with all my soul. Now that I have become unsubstantial as a tale, do
0: thou recite
3: mine?
0: Yes. So this passage I brought to show you how Suddenly, in the midst of the story, Rumi is talking with his uh, characters. (laughs) And, I mean, personalities. A certain grammarian embarked in a boat.
3: That self-conceited person turned to the boatman and said,
0: Have you ever studied grammar? See, grammarians and formalists in general uh, are very proud. When they are a master of grammar and all the rules and regulations. They think that there is nothing above that. And so everybody who doesn't know that, he must be ignorant. You see. And they ask everybody, have you ever studied grammar? Have you, <laughs> do you know how it is pronounced, how it is to be composed?
3: No, replied the boatman. The others said, uh, the grammarian said, half your life is gone to naught the boatman became heartbroken with grief but at the time he refrained from answering the wind cast the boat into a whirlpool the boatman spoke loud to the grammarian tell me do you know how to swim no said he oh fair-spoken good-looking man oh grammarian said he your whole life is naught." because the boat is sinking in these whirlpools. Yes. Know that here, mah, self-effacement, is needed,
0: not nah, grammar. You see, he is playing with the word nahw which means uh, syntax and grammar, and mah, which means annihilation and effacement. Mm-hmm. If you are nah, dead to self, plunge into the sea without peril,
3: The water of the sea places the dead one on its head, causes him to float on the surface. But if he be living, how shall he escape from the sea? Inasmuch as you have died to the attributes of the flesh, the sea of divine consciousness will place you on the crown of its head, will raise you to honor. Yes. Galen said to his companions, Let one of you give me such and such a medicine. Then said that person to him, O oh, master of many sciences, this medicine is soft as a cure from madness. Far be it from my intellect, say no more about it. He replied, a madman turned his face to me, looked pleasantly on my face for a while, made little eyes at me, and plucked like my, my sleeve. sleeve. Had there not been in me congeniality with him, how would that ill-favored man have turned his face towards me? Had he not seen in me one of his own kind, how should he have approached? How
0: should he have thrown himself upon one of another kind? This congeniality, being of the same uh, nature, Mm. is very important for Rumi. Mm. And he says that uh, even people who believe in prophets, they would never believe by miracles, if there are any miracles. If they do believe, it's because of this congeniality. They are of the same spirit, of the same, they share the same nature, that they tend to each other. It is not, no one is ever convinced by an argument. Mm. Is that Hamjens in Persian? Hamjens, yes, mm. yes. arzu samaast, every moat in this world, uh, like magnet with mm. only Attract its own uh, kind. genus, yes. Its own kind, yes. Its own kind, right. Oh, you have homogeneity in
3: English. Yes, homogeneity, yes. A certain man took refuge in a house. His face was yellow, his lips blue, and his color had ebbed away. The master of the house said to him, Is it well with you? for your hand is trembling like that of an old man. What has happened? Why have you taken refuge here? How have you lost the color of your face so entirely? Today, said the man, they're seizing asses outside in the streets to do forced labor for the tyrannical king. Hmm. The householder replied, Oh, beloved of your uncle, they are taking it because it is an ass. Since you're not an ass, go your way. Why are you troubled at this? He answered, they are very urgent and furious in taking
0: them. It will be no wonder if they take me too for an ass. Yes, because they are doing it hastily and there is no (laughs) discrimination. (laughs) Somebody would say that this is also an ass and I would be caught and who would save me? (laughs) So he
2: was,
0: (laughs) because there is no discrimination. Discrimination. Yes. (laughs) They have put their hands with
3: all their might to the job of taking asses. Accordingly, discrimination has ceased. Since undiscriminating persons are our rulers, they carry off the owner of the ass instead
0: of the ass. Yes. And Rumi also refers to this, uh, to the history of, to the story of Hal Lodge, that yes. since they are such indiscriminate people yes. that Hal Lodge goes to the gallows, oh, yes. and the others on noon goes to the prison. Yes. Otherwise they wouldn't put him in, into prison. They'd know better. Yes.
3: But the king of our city is not one who takes at random. He has discrimination. Yes, he you is, see, he is hearing, hearing and
0: seeing. Again, to God. Yes. That it's true that in this city there are people who are indiscriminate and they cannot discriminate between us and Adam and human beings. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, king, the king of the world is not like that. Mm-hmm. Inna basir, referring to the Qur'an, that God is both hearing and, uh, uh, and uh, in, seeing, yes. yes. So he can see well who is who yes. and what is what. Yes. So don't be afraid. Be a human being and be not afraid of those who are grabbing the asses. Yes. Be a man and do not
3: be afraid of those who take the asses. Thou art not an ass, be not afraid, O Jesus of the world of time.
0: Yes. You see, Rumi has the habit of often uh, turning from history to the present time. You see, he is telling the story of Abraham, for example. But suddenly he says, Thou art the Abraham of the time. For example, in um, commenting on a verse in the Quran that Abraham asked God that I want to see how do you revive the dead and how would resurrection be. I want to see, I, I, I'm certain that you can do it. Because God asked, are you in doubt? He said, no, no, I'm not in doubt, but uh, I want just to see, I want to see how you do it. And then God said, okay, you go and uh, take four bears, which is a duck a crow, a peacock, and uh, uh, the other one, what is it? A duck? Uh, No. A duck, uh, which is a symbol of avarice. Oh. Yes. A peacock, which is a symbol of pride. Yes. A crow. A crow, which is a symbol of desires, long, long desires, because of his long life. Mm -hmm. And a khurus and the cock, the cock, which is a symbol of lust, mm-hmm. because there uh, are several wives mm-hmm. behind him everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. So a uh, churus or cock is a symbol of lust. Mm-hmm. So God tells Abraham that you have to kill these four birds and mix them together and put each part on different four uh, mounds of the hills and then call my name. And then they would all come to life, yes. and each bird would be the one as it was before. Mm-hmm. Now Rumi says that, yes, you are uh, the Abraham of the time. Mm-hmm. You are Khalil. Khalil is the nickname or the another title of uh, Abraham, which means friend, because he was a friend of God. So he says, you are Khalil of the time. And if you want to see, you have to kill these four bears. You have to kill avarice, lust, and uh, pride, and self-presumption, as well as long desires. <laughs> and then, when they are all dead, then you will see how I can revive. Uh, so many things get revived in you. <laughs> so, so here again, he suddenly says, you are the Jesus of the time. You are not an ass, although you are riding an ass, the rider is different from uh, the ass, the steed, yes. So, don't be afraid. You are a Jesus, you are greater than the firmaments, than the heavens, even though for certain hidden expediency, you are now for the time being in this stable of the world. And Rumi says that all prophets were born in the stable, not only Jesus Christ, because this whole world is a stable, mm-hmm. and he is a companion with animals and, mm-hmm. uh, of different kinds. <laughs> That's right. <Yes. laughs> right.
3: The fourth heaven, moreover, is filled with thy light. God forbid that I should say that the stable is thy abode. Thou art higher even than the sky and the stars. Though for a good reason thou art temporarily in the stable, the master of the stable is one thing and the ass another. Not everyone who has entered the stable is an ass. Why have we fallen in behind the ass?
0: Yes, you see here it's very interesting that Rumi all of a sudden is conscious that he has used the word khar or ass too many times. <laughs> see, ass, ass in the stable and ass in the table, see, he has used it several times. And then he suddenly asked himself, How is it that I am talking so much about ass? (laughs) Why are we following the ass? (laughs) It's better to speak of something else.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tell of the rose garden and and the fresh roses, and of the pomegranate and the citron and the apple bough, and of the wine and the fair youths innumerable, or of the sea whose waves are pearls and whose pearls are speaking
0: and (laughs) seeing. (laughs) <laughs> that venerable dervish Bayazid. Uh, will you also read this uh, Certainly, uh, title?
3: Yes. Certainly. Stor- the story of Bayazid's. May God
0: sanctify his spirit saying, Glory to me. Subhani. He used to say, Bayazid, he used to say, Subhani ma azam sh'ani how great I am and how glorified I am. Mm -hmm. In fact, that glory to me should be capital M, shouldn't it? Uh,
3: Capital M, yes. Me means himself, of course. How grand is my estate and the objection raised by his disciples and how he gave them an answer to this, not by the way of speech, but by the way of vision. That venerable dervish Boyazid came to his disciples saying, Lo, I am God. That master of the mystic sciences said plainly in drunken fashion, Hark, there is no God but I, so worship me. When
0: that ecstasy had passed, <laughs> very clearly spoke, and he was intoxicated, and very clearly he declared, that I am God, then worship me. <laughs> <laughs> Allah, Yes.
3: When that ecstasy had passed, they said to him at dawn, thou saidest such and such, and this is impiety. He said, this time, if I make a scandal, come on at once and dash knives into me. God transcends the body and I am with the body. He must kill me when I say a thing like this. When that Spiritual free man gave the injunction, each disciple made ready a knife. Again, boy Azid became intoxicated by that potent flagon.
0: Those injunctions vanished from his mind. Yes. The dessert came. That very big cup. The injunctions were all forgotten. The dessert
3: came, his reason became distraught. The dawn came, his candle
0: became helpless. Reason is like the prefect. Now, I wonder why it is Ishq uh, Ahmad, it is the, de- the dessert came, his person became distraught. In Ishq Ahmad, love came and his reason was distraught. Yes. But this is the exact translation. Oh yes. Maybe or ash, maybe, yes. Oh, that's but, Sorry, it's but it's ash, yes. Ash a mat ahle Love arrived, okay. love came, and his reason was destroyed. Yes, that makes like sense. And means. then again he changes the metaphor and says the dawn came. Dawn means morning actually mm. here. His candle became helpless. Mm. Because candle is often a symbol of ourselves mm-hmm. i mean half uh, sadi old, they have compared themselves to a candle
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: uh, they have to die before the sun when the sun rises they have to uh, yeah yes so in a way it would be better to say his the
3: flame of his candle was came to flutter basically right? yes. was losing its yes light mm-hmm. reason is like the prefect when the Sultan arrives, the helpless prefect creeps into a corner. Reason is the shadow of God. God is the sun. What power hath the shadow to resist his sun?
0: Yes. Hafez says that if God make himself manifest, mm. then the sun, like a shadow, would disappear. Mm. Because the sun yes. is also a shadow <laughs> yes, of his light.
3: Okay. When the Huma of selflessness took wing and soared. Boyazid began to repeat those words.
0: This homa is a legendary bird, very auspicious. Um, I don't know what if there is an equivalent in English the culture. Phoenix? The phoenix is the closest. The that phoenix comes is to it, different. You know, it's is it is Gognus. Different. The phoenix is Gognus. which uh, Gognus, yes, yes, Gognus. Gognus. Mm-hmm. And the story of phoenix has come in um, uh, conference of birds by Attar. Right. Yes, in detail. Coming out of the fire, out of the
3: ashes, yes. you know. So, so Coming out of the fire
0: every thousand years. Yeah. And there is only, at every time, there is only one phoenix in the world. Mm. This goes back to Sasanian, the bird that's over the king. You know, the yes, that is the auspicious bird, which yeah. was supposed that if it sits on the head or on the shoulder of any person who would become a king.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and because of this, Homa, in the conference of birds by Atar, this Homa is very proud, and when he is called to take a journey to see more, to uh, that uh, great bird, which symbol, which is a symbol of God, mm-hmm. he declines and disdains and said, well, I am such an auspicious bird, and if I uh, sit on, uh, if I perch on the head of any person, he would become a king. Sure. What more can I get? And then, Hod Hod, the Pupu, the hoopoe. The hoopoe, yes. yes. The hoopoe, yes. who is the guide yes. of the birds yes. to see more, answers him back yes. and says, uh, don't take pride in that uh, quality of yours, yes. <laughs> because if you go to the next world and you ask Sultan mat the kings yes. whom you have made kings, yes. they will say, Cursed me that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Homa who, would, who sat on our shoulder <laughs> and made us king. And... Homa. When Homa is selflessness compared, selflessness to Homa. Yes. Because it flies so high. Mm-hmm. Homa flies so high, and selflessness like a Homa. Or outsource. The so one who attached himself.
3: He began to replete those words that he was not with self. The flood of bewilderment swept away his reason. He spoke more strongly than he had spoken at first, saying, Within my mantle there is naught but God. How long wilt thou seek on the earth and in
0: heaven? you the- eat? God, pues and is the garment. How much are you searching for him in heavens or on earth? It is in my garment. That's right. All the disciples
3: became frenzied and dashed their knives at his holy body. Whoever aimed a blow at his throat saw his own throat cut (laughs) and died miserably. And whoever inflicted a blow on his breast, his own breast was riven and he became dead forever. And he that was acquainted with that spiritual emperor of high fortune, and his heart did not consent to strike a heavy blow, half knowledge tied his hand, so that he saved his life and only wounded himself. And only wounded himself. The
0: Trinities. Sorry. uh, The Trinities. Uh, which Yumi Rumi often uses, that he divides people in three categories every time for different reasons. Either they are totally asleep, they are ignorant, they are negligent, or half negligent, or fully aware, awake and aware. So, this uh, there is another passage we will read today, that uh, according to a tradition by Muhammad, God has created uh, human beings in three categories, and even the whole being in three categories, Mm. and human beings also in three categories.
3: Day broke, and the disciples were thinned. Wails of lamentation arose from their house. Thousands of men and women came to Boyazid, saying, O oh, thou, in whose single shirt the two worlds are contained, if this body of mine were a human body, it would have been destroyed like a human body by the daggers. a self-existent one encountered a selfless one in combat. the self-existent one drove a thorn into his own eye. Oh you who stabbed the selfless ones with the sword, you are stabbing your
0: own body with it. beware you see. This last line explains that he doesn't mean uh, the literal meaning of mm-hmm. the story that it really happened that people mm-hmm. uh, stabbed him with dagger. But he wants to say that if you um, um, if you struggle against the lovers of God, mm-hmm. whatever you do, it is against yourself. Mm-hmm. <inaudible> Zulfaqar is the sword of uh, the saint, the great saint, imam Ali. Mm. Whatever you do, you are doing against yourself. It reminds me of the last passage of the story of um, Dorian Gray, where he stabs uh, that picture Mm. while he is stabbing himself, actually. And this uh, piece of calligraphy is a poem by Rumi. If all the woods would be turned, uh, would turn into pen, and the whole sea would be ink, and they would write masnavi, masnavi would not come to an end. Masnavi ran nis payani padif
3: the following hadith of Mustafa, Muhammad, on whom be peace. Verily, the Most High God created the angels and set reason in them, and he created the beasts and set lust in them, and he created the sons of Adam and set in them reason and lust. And he whose reason prevails over his lust is higher than the angels. And he whose lust prevails over his reason is lower than the beasts. Yes. It is related in the Hadith that the majestical God created the creatures of the world in three kinds. One class he made entirely reason and knowledge and munificence. That is the angel. He knoweth naught but prostration in worship. In his original nature is no concupiscence and sensuality. He is absolute light. He is living through his love of God. Another class is devoid of knowledge, like the animal which lives in fatness from eating fodder. It sees nothing but stable and fodder, it is heedless of future misery and felicity. The third class is Adam's descendant and man. Half of him is of the angel, and half of him is ass. The ass half indeed inclines to that which is low, the other half inclines to
0: that which is rational. See, this ass is the favorite animal of Rumi. <laughs> is, there is so much reference to ass. It's still yeah. going on about yes, it. Yes, he's but going on, time, yes, after a time, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you see, uh, it is very similar to that famous passage by Alexander Pope in his uh, essay on man. Mm. Uh, uh, the proper study of mankind yes. is man. Yes. Uh, What is the first uh, line? Uh, The proper Mm -hmm. study of uh, God um, God to scan.
2: Yes, God
0: to scan. Uh, Seek not God to scan. The proper study of mankind is man. And then he adds, uh, placed in this isthmus of middle state, created have to rise and have to fall, in doubt whether call himself a god or a beast. Too weak for the stoic pride. Uh-huh. Too, his knowledge is more than the skeptic side. See, he is the gist. I mean, sorry, the glory of creation, mm-hmm. and at the same time, is a prey to all.
3: Yeah. Yes. Ah, indeed. those two classes, the angels and the beasts, are at rest from war and combat. While this man is engaged in torment with two adversaries. While this man is engaged in torment with two adversaries. And moreover, this race of man through probation has been divided. They all were of human shape, but in truth they have become three communities. One party have become submerged absolutely and like Jesus have attained unto the nature of the angel. The form of such a one is that of Adam, but the reality is Gabriel. He has been delivered from anger and sensual passion and vain disputation. He has been delivered from discipline and asceticism and self-mortification. You would say he was not even born of a child of Adam. The second sort have attained unto the nature of asses. They have become pure anger and absolute lust. The qualities of Gabriel were in them and departed. That house
0: was too narrow and those qualities too grand. Yes, unfortunately, I have omitted this third category mm. who are still mm. in a struggle mm. between the ass and the angel. That's the majority yeah. of mankind. Yes, the majority of mankind. Yeah. So, for this third class, has given a similitude, a parable of Majnun who was riding a camel. The camel had given just, just given birth to a baby, mm. and camel is so much in love with uh, her baby, the she-camel, and she, she doesn't want to be away with it, with uh, its child. Mm. So Majnun was riding such a camel and going to Layli. Mm. And the camel wanted to go back to the stable to see its child. So there is the struggle between Lay Majnun and uh, the camel. Every time, uh, Majnun was a little bit uh, uh, dozy, and he uh, went to sleep. <laughs> he went. She went. She went back. <laughs> and then, after a time, again she, he was sober, and then he turned it towards towards Layli. <laughs> and then it repeated so many times and years and years. Uh, the way which was only three days. <laughs> the day, the day, the way which was, the way to God is only three days, but 40 years he was in the way, okay. going and coming back. <laughs> yes. So I should skip that. Yes, yeah, please.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Assuredly... Oh, yes. No, read this part because as there is
0: well. uh, some poem okay. by Majnun himself in Arabic. I oh, mean, right.
3: Yes. Okay. The battle of the reason against the flesh is like the contention of Majnun, with his she-camel. Majnun's inclination is towards the noble woman, Layli, while the she-camel's inclination is to go back towards her foal. As Majnun said in verse, my she-camel's love is behind me, while my love is in front of me. And verily,
0: I and she are discordant. Discordant, yes. Hawa Naqati, this is a poem in Arabic by Majnun Qais Amiri, who was a poet. You know the story is Arabic, and he was a poet, Majnun. Hawa <laughs> naaqati khalfi means the love of my camel is behind me. The love of the camel is behind me. And my own love is before me. Hawa wa quddami al-hawa My own. So, wa iyaya. وإنني We are different. We are not in full full accord. We are discordant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fla- bra-
3: psha- <laughs> Assuredly, the reason and the flesh are like Majnun and his she-camel, the one pulling forward and the other one backward in mutual enmity. Majnoon's desire is speeding to the presence of his beloved Layli. The she-camel's desire is running back after her foal. If Majnun forgot himself for one moment, the she-camel would turn and go back. Since his body was full of love and passion, he had no resource but to become beside himself. That which is regarded, that which is regardful, was ever reason. Passion for Lely carried his reason away. But the she-camel was very regardful and alert whenever she saw her toggle slack. She would at once perceive that he had become heedless and dazed and would turn her face back to the fold without delay when he came back to himself again he would see on the spot that she had gone back many leagues in these conditions majnun remained going to and fro for years
0: on a three days journey you see, there are other ideas about this three days some sufis think that say that it is seven stages or seven stations of love. Mm. They divide it into seven. That's some right. say it is only one step. Mm. It's only one day or one step. Mm. You have to take it from yourself right. and then you have arrived. And some say that it is a hundred, mm. uh, as uh, khaji Abdullah answered, is sad stations. Mm. Yes. Mm. So <laughs> this well, is... Pardon?
2: 12?
0: 12, yes. So there are different numbers. <laughs> Um, and different divisions for this highway <laughs> of God, which has so many highwaymen. <laughs> no, did, yes. yes, to cut our throats <laughs> along <laughs> the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he said, O camel, since we are both lovers, therefore we two contraries are unsuitable fellow travelers. The, thy affection and toggle are not in accord with me. It behooves me
0: to choose parting from thy companionship. So he threw himself from the camel and said, Okay, you can go your own way, mm-hmm. and I'll go my own way.
3: The story of Juhi and the child who cried lamentably beside his father's beer. A child was crying bitterly and beating his head beside his father's coffin, saying, Why, father, where are they taking you to press you tight under some earth? They're taking you to a narrow and noisome house. There's no carpet in it, nor any mat. No lamp at night, and no bread by day. Neither smell nor sign of food is there. No door in good repair. No way to the roof. Not one neighbor to be your refuge. Your body, which was a place for the people's kisses. How should it go into a blind and murky house? A pitiless house, a narrow room, where neither your face will be lasting, nor your color. In this manner... Was he enumerating the qualities of the house, whilst he wrung tears of blood from his two eyes? Juhi said to his father...
0: he about Juhi, that mm. this Juhi is a comic figure uh, in Arabic, which is equivalent to Mullah Nasruddin in Persian, and there are so many funny stories, but very insightful stories about Juhi as well as Mullah Nasruddin. So, uh, this Juhi was very, very poor and had a very poor life, so in their own house uh, had the same qualifications, I mean, qualities (laughs) of the grave which the child was enumerating, Uh, so you can just uh,
3: (laughs) Julie said to his father, "Oh, worthy sir, by God, they are taking this corpse to our house. The father said to
0: Juhi, "He was he was actually afraid that so many people are coming to our house, and because he was giving the address, the true address of their own house, right. because there is no food, there is no mat, there is nothing. It's so very narrow and dark, and there is no lamp. So, yes." The father said to Juhi, "Don't be a fool." Oh, Papa
3: said he are the marks of identity. These marks which he mentioned one by one, our house has them all, without uncertainty or doubt. It has neither lamp, nor food, nor mat, neither its doors in good repair, nor its court, nor its roof.
0: So Rumi concludes that uh, the infidels, uh, their heart is the same house, and uh, the same marks, Mm. their lies. And Rooney insists that you should not uh, pay attention to what people say, but pay attention to the marks Mm. and their realities.
3: That's right. The story of the minstrel who began to sing this ode at the banquet of the Turkish Amir. Art thou a rose, or a lily, or a cypress, or a man? I know not.
0: You see, this title is a poem by another poet, not by Rooney, The poet is addressing his mistress and say, I don't know whether you are a flower or a jasmine or what. Mm -hmm. And uh, the refrain was, I don't know, I don't know, at the end of each line Mm -hmm. or in the beginning. So, uh, yes. What dost thou desire from this bewildered one who has
3: lost his heart? I know not. And how the Turk shouted at him, Tell of that which ye know! And the minstrel's reply to the Amir. In the presence of the drunken Turk, the minstrel began to sing of the mysteries of Alast under the veil of melody. Yes.
0: You see, here, Rumi has a commentary on music, the nature of music. And Ghazi piece mast, it means that behind the veil of music there are the secrets of eternity which in a particular language is expressed by music. Oh, yes. So that hijab and that means under the veil. You know in Persian uh, ter- musical terminology when we say parde, which means veil, it also means music. So music is always in veil. Music is a veil. Mm-hmm.
3: It's the fret, isn't it, on yes. the, the, the sitar, for example. Yes, it's,
0: it's also yes. The stops of the oh, yeah. sitar. This also called pardé. Mm. But when we say pardé, di bezan, means play a new tune, ah, a yes. new song. Mm-hmm. Perde a new mode. A new mode, yes. yes.
3: I know not whether thou art a moon or an idol. I know not what thou desirest of me. I know not what service I shall pay thee, whether I shall keep silence or express thee in words. Tis marvelous that thou art not separate from me, and yet where am I, and where thou, I know not. I know not how thou art drawing me. Thou drawest me now into thy bosom, now into thy blood. In this fashion he opened his lips only to say, I know not. Hmm. He made a tune of I know not. Yes. And I this Amir not.
0: of Turk, he was considered not to be a bright person, <laughs> so he couldn't understand <laughs> what he is saying. He, said this. he just heard that uh, head that said, I don't know, I don't know. He got tired of this repetition. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: When the refrain, I know not, passed beyond bounds, our Turk was amazed and his heart became sick of this ditty. The Turk leaped up and fetched an iron mace to smite the minstrel's head with it on the spot. (laughs) But an officer seized the mace with his hand saying, "Nay, it is wicked to kill the minstrel at this moment. Yes, it is uh, a bad omen
0: to kill the the minstrels (laughs) in in Iran. No one (laughs) dares
3: to do that. Uh, uh, The Turk replied, This endless and countless repetition of his has pounded my nerves. I will pound his head. (laughs) Oh, cuckold, if you don't know, don't talk nonsense. And if you do know, play a tune to the purpose. Tell of that which you know, oh, crazy fool. Don't draw out, I know not, I know not. Suppose I ask, where do you come from, hypocrite, eh? You will say, not from Bach, not from Herat. Not from Baghdad, not from Mosul, not from Tiraz. You will draw out a long journey in saying, not, and not. Just say where you come from and escape from further discussion. In this case, it is folly
0: to elaborate the point issue. Yes. Actually, Rumi goes on to give other examples of this uh, not this and not that. <laughs> I asked you, what have you taken for lunch, for example, <laughs> last night? last, uh, for dinner last night, and we say, I didn't take uh, this, I didn't take that, I didn't <laughs> take this. Yes. But the minstrel answers later in the story that, yes, I have to uh, negate, negation comes before mm. the affirmation. Yes, uh, <laughs> la ilaha illa la. You have to drive away all oh, false gods before, and then you enter the uh, yeah, so that uh, the true god would enter. <laughs>
3: The story of the Arab of the desert whose dog was dying of hunger while his wallet was full of bread. He was lamenting over the dog and reciting poetry and sobbing and beating his head and face. And yet he grudged the dog a morsel from his wallet. The dog was dying and the Arab sobbing, shedding tears and crying, Oh, sorrow. A beggar passed by and asked, What is this sobbing? For whom is thy mourning and lamentation? He replied, There was in my possession a dog of excellent disposition. Look, he is dying on the road. He hunted for me by day and kept watch by night. He was keen-eyed and good at catching the prey and driving off thieves. The beggar asked, what ails him? Has he been wounded? The Arab replied, ravenous hunger has made him so lamentable. Show some patience. So the beggar. This
0: ravenous hunger is a medical term in Persian medical tradition, which is called Juhul Chalp. It's a kind of, uh, it's a disease, the name mm-hmm. of a disease. When you… Dogs hunger. Yes, melt away of hunger, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. It may be in human beings as well. It's a starvation. Yes, yes, yes starvation, mm-hmm. it's a sort of a sort oh, of starvation, rest? yes. Anorexia, sure, sure. Yes, yeah, to yeah. give it a modern twist. Yes. <laughs> but it uh, literally it means the hunger of the dog. Yes. The starvation of the dog. Yes. Doggy hunger. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Show some patience," said the beggar. "In bearing this pain and anguish, the grace of God bestows a recompense on those who are patient." Afterwards, he said to him, "Oh, noble chief, what is this full wallet in your hand?" He replied. My bread and provender and food left over from last night, which I'm taking along with me to nourish my body. why don't you give some bread and provender to the dog, he asked. The other replied, I have not love and
0: liberality to this extent. (laughs) (laughs) You see, he is criticizing the friendship between people that they often have compliments, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, particularly in Persian language, it, there's, there's so much compliments in use they say may i be sacrificed to you or Shama, or yeah. i wish you every so and so but i don't take one step to for the fulfillment of those no, wishes, for those yes. wishes yes. no
3: yes yeah. bread cannot be obtained by a traveler on the road without money but water from the eyes costs nothing the beggar said earth be on your head o water skin full of wind <laughs> for your opinion, a crust of bread is better than tears. For in your opinion, a crust of bread is better than
0: tears. Yes, because uh, Rumi often refers to this, that uh, tears which are shed for the sake of God or for the sake of love, they are pearls, but people just think it, it is drops of water. Ash uh, kan az haq baran khal, go to ashk pendaran khal. Mm-hmm. It's really pearl, but uh, people think it is uh, tears.
2: Sadie mm-hmm. has the same
0: story about the dog. Yes?
1: Yeah, you know, the dog, but in this case, he has water. That the, that, the, that the owner of the dog has yes. water and won't give it to the yes,
0: dog.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, There's also in the in British Museum this beautiful miniature of this story.
0: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So this is just a taste of the stories in Masnavi. There are almost uh, 400 such stories, long and short, in Masnavi, mm-hmm. together with many similitudes, which are also very interesting. I would cite one, for example, in Jahan hamchon diraktast ekiran ma baruchon mi vahay niimkham because a similitude is also a story saq Mivaha mar shaakh Zankidar, Zankidar, ke dar zan nazibat kaaf chon Residu o gashirinj labgazan sust dirad shaakha ha ra baad az an saq giri o ta'assub listen would you please Give it Sure. Uh, um just one, one line one, yes. one line by one line just yes. in right. uh, ham chon stay This world is just
1: like a tree, O oh generous man. Mm. Ma baran chon and
0: we are like half ripe fruit upon that tree. It's not fully ripe yet. The unripe fruit clings very strongly to the bow it's he is blaming dogmatism they're clinging because they are raw they are not mature so they cling uh, strongly to the twig to the tree because in its unripeness, uh,
1: it cannot it's it's it cannot construct a
0: palace. No, it they is not beautify it. it yeah. No, it is not uh, uh, suitable to be brought to the into, king or into, into, into the, the palace. The yes. palace. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah, grace. It's, the not, palace. it's not good. Yes, it's not good to be brought to the priest or in the in palace. In other words, in its unripe
1: state, it's not suitable to be presented to the king mm-hmm. and therefore placed the yes, to the to the in the palace. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it ripens and it becomes sweet, sweet enough to be
1: tasted, it doesn't cling so strongly to the branch
0: after that. Saturday. And this is Rumi's greatest <laughs> line
1: on his anti dogmatic stance. Uh, uh, fanaticism and taking a strong stance on something to maintain, dog, uh, to maintain, maintain a dogmatic approach is a sign of unripeness. Unri- as long as um, as you are an embryo, or as long as you are in a state of the embryo, your only task is in drinking blood.
0: But uh, even though Rumi gives so much, so many beautiful expression of his ideas in such similitudes and such metaphors, he is not satisfied, Rumi himself, he is not content with what he says, and sometimes he even Uh, blames himself for bringing such uh, uh, immature similitudes. I will just give you another example. Uh, uh, Rumi is speaking that uh, it is not necessary that all beings profess uh, the being of God in words. The skies do it by their revolution. Everyone, every being, in its own way, he expresses and he professes his faith in God. And so, Rumi says that, If I just move my hand, it means there is no God, but God. And then he says, And then he says, when uh, the stone, the, mill the stone. biggest stone, the millstone, the millstone, yes. When the millstone is revolving, mm-hmm. it means that there is water. Mm-hmm. So it is just uh, uh, expression or it's uh, declaration mm-hmm. that there is water turning me round. Mm-hmm. It's a proof for the being of that running water. Mm. And then Rumi says uh, <laughs> And then he is addressing God that thou art beyond expression, thou art beyond my imagination, beyond my conception, and thus on the head of my of me and my similitudes, <laughs> which are faulty to express my feelings about you. Yes, so I hope that uh, this seminar has given a taste, or as we said first in, in the first session, a picture of this ocean of Masnavi conference. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
1: if anyone has any questions. Yes. I have a question. What, is, what do you make of this subtle relationship between the stories, which is, you know, the first translators of the Mastin V would often object to it, that it was incomprehensible, that it was unorganized, that it was just a collection of stories before Nicholson actually translated and showed the world how beautiful it is. But what do you make of this subtlety in the relationship of the stories? Yes, I mean, this itself is a whole science. There are very few people yes. that yes. can take a story and say, well, it has to be here because it's analogically or anagogically pointing to the same yes. meaning. Yes.
0: Surely, I, it is, I think it's quite clear that every story by some logic, comes out of the previous discussion. In fact, there is only one story. Rumi is telling the story of the reed. Beśnu has that's the story of the reed. So this story brings to his mind, in order to prove, to prove some point, he gives a story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that story, he comes, and the threshold of another story. Yes. So that story is another uh, expression of the same story or uh, uh, an ambiguous part of that same story. And then it goes on and on, and nothing is, uh, I mean, uh, left alone. All are consistently uh, woven together. Yes. Yes, one it is just one whole, yes.
1: But what I mean is, how would you explain His doctrine of indirect expression. In other words, you can't you can't come out and say this directly. You have to tell a story, and by way of a parable to reach a meaning. Yes. So, how would you? I mean, this is a a sort of a whole art. His art of storytelling is based upon parables. I guess you know, telling something which is indirect, not saying it. Yes. We had a
0: passage in in our flyers, that Rumi explains uh, why he is, he is, he has no way out. That's the only way to express himself in parables, not because he is, uh, there are, there is uh, some problems, or social problems, or he is afraid of some groups, or fanaticism, or fundamentalists of the time. Not because of that. It's because The sole way to express these ideas is the parable. Mm. And there is no way out. Even the parable, he says, Mm There is not really anything which could exactly give you the idea of that uh, superior world. Mm -hmm. But what can we do? Helplessly, I just seek to find a story, to find some similitude, some parable, some key to my feelings. And this is what Eliot also says that in all art, in all art, particularly in literature, uh, the main idea is to find an image or a collection of images to give the key to your feeling. So that's the only way, and uh, because there are some ideas that uh, the Sufis hide themselves behind their stories because they were afraid of certain groups. It's not because of that. It's because there is. Uh, that's the only way they, can, yes. they could express themselves. That's right, through parables. Yes. Yeah. Like... So actually, a parable, if you could the relation between science and literature. You know, in science, you have uh, to think in order to get to what is unknown to you. Yes? And to think is to find a middle state, to yes. find, uh, what you call it, a means, mm-hmm. uh, something which comes between. Or a medium. A medium, yes. You have to find a medium. This medium has something you... Something to do with what you know, and something to to do with what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And this is in the middle. So from here you jump over to what you don't know. In literature also uh, the poet tries to find a medium between this world and the world he is in and the world you are in. So he finds, he sees that, well, people drink wine and this wine gives them an impression of intoxication. So Mm -hmm. it's a good medium. Mm -hmm. So he finds a medium in order to uh, throw you, yes, to the other side, as a symbol, Mm -hmm. yes. Do you
2: think that if one isn't um, familiar with the literature like the Quran or the Islamic tradition, that one can get very much, um, does one need, what I'm saying is, does one need to understand his particular symbolism? Like, for example, Joseph, knowing that Joseph is the beauty of God manifest in the world,
0: and many of the things that you... We've had the privilege of
2: hearing you. Um, I you think you've that, given us many keys yeah. in your reading, but if, if reading it without <laughs> your benefit... Well, I
0: think that it's done. not very complicated, and you don't really need to go into deeper studies to know more about these symbols. Oh, because it's if obvious. you study the Masnadi itself, It is self uh, Self. sufficient, I think, that uh, he explains everything. And in the course of time, when you are a companion of Masnavi, uh, then he tells you his secrets.
2: It becomes familiar with Yes,
0: yes. You become familiar in the course of time. Mm. Even it's not necessary that you know much about the Quran. Mm. Of course, the more you know about the background, the better you can grasp the idea. But even you don't, it doesn't matter. You can get your pleasure as well as your insights. That really applies more to the art of, of, of reading it in Persian,
3: I should yes. have thought. But if you're reading it in translation, these stories themselves are self-explanatory. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Which translation would you recommend? Well,
0: There's only one, which is Nicholson. There's only one yeah. full translation. Yes, yeah. Yes, uh, that of Nicholson, which agree. is very true to the text, even though it is not very romantic and very literally, literary, but it is at least faithful.